Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Savvy 2020 podcast here for week three of the NFL season. This show, or this podcast rather, show, podcast, whatever you want to call it, will be dropped uh, late Saturday, early Sunday morning. Maybe I'll get it on a Friday uh, every once in a while, but we're going to try to do this every week for the rest of the year. And uh, give me a follow on Twitter at Fantasy Savvy for all the updates. Just dropped... um, an article on fantasysavvy.com breaking down four games from week two, going a pretty deep into all those games, discussing every single relevant uh, fantasy player. Uh, pretty much talked about all the players. You know, I left out maybe one or two or three of them, but um, like I said, covered most of the important ones. So go check that out, fantasysavvy.com. Again, fantasy savvy on Twitter. So we're happy to be here for week three. We were doing a podcast. You know, we've I've been doing this uh, for a while. Uh, in the past, I was on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, did some stuff on Google for uh, Fantasy Pros 911. Um, just signed up for Anchor during the NCAA season. Was doing a podcast for that right before the tournament was about to start. Um, and as we all know, it's everything stopped in March which was devastating. But everything is back now. Sports is back. Football's back. Baseball playoffs start Monday or Tuesday. Uh, NBA Finals. Lakers just advanced tonight. Uh, Celtics heat tomorrow night. So a lot of great things. You know, you got the NHL uh, Stanley Cup Finals going on. So sports is back and a feeling of normalcy has returned. You know, we, we hit the summer. Sun was shining. Things got great. Those first couple months... March, April, I'm not going to lie. That was kind of rough, especially here in New Jersey. Uh, we were the one of the hardest hit here with COVID. So there was a lot of uncertainty. But just happy to be back. Ha- grateful to be able to talk football. Um, so we're going to get into every single game for week three and get you guys ready for the Sunday games and the Monday night game. So we can get you some W's. A lot of information to release. I try to watch as much as I can. Read as much as I can. It's very time consuming. But I love it. So let's go. We will start with the most significant player news. Um, And I'm reading this currently Saturday night. So everything is pretty much updated here. Okay, let's get into these injuries. Again, this is updated uh, Saturday night. Saints placed running back Ty Montgomery on injury reserve with a hamstring injury. He'll be eligible to return in week seven. Uh, Wasn't really fantasy relevant anyway. Dropped the pass last week with the Saints. Um, Patriots placed center David Andrews on injury reserve with a thumb injury. So it looks like he'll be sidelined to at least week seven. Um, Chargers lose two guys to the IR. Defensive tackle Justin Jones. He'll be out till week six at least. And also a bigger injury, Melvin Ingram, defensive end. So Chargers looked very good last week uh, playing the Chiefs, their defense. And uh, that's a big loss, uh, losing those two guys. They lose a run stopper in Jones. 
and a pass rusher uh, in Melvin Ingram. Um, but these guys will be back at some point. Uh, just unfortunate. But the Chargers defense, still a solid D. Um, definitely uh, still a ton of talent there. So not too worrisome. But, you know, anytime you lose a pass rusher like Ingram, that's that sucks. Uh, Darrell Williams has been removed from the Week 3 injury report. Chiefs running back, so he'll play. Um, it's been pretty much all CEH. little Darwin Thompson mixed in. So the Williams hype coming into Week 1 was uh, unsuc- unfulfilled. And, uh, you know, it's CEH's backfield. You know, Williams is, you know, he's okay. He's nothing special. Uh, and Darwin could easily become the second guy there uh, behind um, CH. Sammy Watkins is questionable for week three. Had the concussion last week. Uh, had a great week one. Had a great postseason uh, last year. Uh, after a quiet um, season last year, he had a good postseason and then continued that into week one. Didn't do too much week two, but he, you know, again, he got hurt in that game. Um, but he fe- practiced in full on Saturday, so he should play. I noticed he's out there in a couple of waiver wires. So if he's out there, somebody you know gave up on him because you know Watkins had a bad year last year. They're like, oh, it's Watkins. He sucks again. Go grab him. I mean, he could definitely still be um, in for a nice season. I, I noticed a nice chemistry. It seems like they're developing him and Mahomes. So uh, I definitely have a lot of faith in him still. Cowboys lose cornerback uh, a woozy. Uh, on injury reserve with a hamstring injury, so that's a that's a big big loss for the Cowboys defense that already hasn't looked so good, um, and he's a pretty good player, so you know even better news for Russell Wilson who's absolutely tearing up the NFL. Desmond Trufant also ruled out for Week Three against the Cardinals, so the Lions defense you know has looked terrible, and always especially on the ground. Um, but they lose Desmond Trufant, who came over from the Falcons, and he will not play versus the Cardinals. So good news for DeAndre Hopkins and also uh, UMass star Andy Isabella with Christian Kirk out. Give him a run. Give him a spot on your team if you can. A lot of talent there. Hopefully he gets some playing time this week. And does his thing. Um, Tyron Smith is going to be out for the Cowboys against Seattle. Uh, That's a big loss. Certainly. Beast on the offensive line. Jermichael Hasty, undrafted free agent out of Baylor, is going. Just got signed from the practice squad. Um for the 49ers and is going to play this week against the Giants uh, with Moster and Tevin Coleman both out. This is a guy I took a look at, um, and he's he's impressive. Good receiver out of the backfield, can run at routes, uh, strong runner, has some quickness. You know, he doesn't have top-end speed, but he has good acceleration. Uh, definitely a guy to monitor. If you're in a dynasty league, a deeper league, a guy to grab, um, you know, you can never have enough running backs. And this guy is talented. I actually picked him up in a couple of leagues. I think I'm dropping him, though, because 
I need to add some receiver. I need some receiver help. But um, if you need running back help, if you have an extra spot, if you could put a guy in IR, uh, pick up Hasty. It's worth a shot. You know, Mostert's probably going to be back in a week or two. It looks like he has a mild MCL sprain on his knee. Uh, maybe a grade one. Usually a grade two keeps a guy out two to four weeks. So if it's grade one, they haven't really, I haven't really seen anything as far as the grade. But it doesn't sound like it's a, a grade two or a grade three. So uh, he could be back in a week or two. But still, I mean, Hasty could ball out and, you know, and uh, jump step uh, Jeffrey Wilson here. And so it could be McKinnon, Hasty, uh, Mostert, while Coleman is still out. And you never know. Maybe Mostert goes out another two weeks. You never know. So um, definitely worth an ad there, like his talent. Reggie Bonifon was promoted by the Carolina Panthers. So he'll get some work um, with Mike Davis and Trenton Cannon. Uh, probably won't be the Mike Davis show completely. We'll probably see a little Cannon and Bonifon. Bonifon's not a bad running back. Not terrible. Um, he just didn't get a shot last year with you know, CMC. But this year, uh, maybe he gets some work. So we'll see how the Panthers' backfield shakes out. Davis, obviously, a big pickup this week in fantasy leagues. With CMC probably going to be out at least four weeks. Hunter Henry was removed from the Week 3 injury report. Um, Jonu Smith, tight end, removed from the Week 3 injury report. Will Disley, tight end for the Seattle, also removed from the Week 3 injury report. Hunter Bryant, rookie tight end, board alliance, has been ruled out for Week 3. More burn for TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Kenny G is coming back this week. So we'll see if that affects Hawkinson at all. You know, I think, you know, Hawkinson did the same thing he did last year. Hot week one, disappeared in week two. But, you know, Hawkinson's like that uh, tough guy, you know. Like, he's not going to wow you with his athleticism, but he shows good hands. He'll box you out. You know, so as long as he's getting targets, he should be all right. He's just not a wow type player. Uh, Nikhil Harry is questionable, but both are in, his, in addition to Julian Edelman, but both are expected to suit up. Brian Edwards with a foot injury was removed from the week three injury report. Looks like Ruggs is, you know, Ruggs is out. Um, so it's going to be him, Nelson Aguilar, and Zay Jones against the Patriots defense. And Carr already has a bad history against this Patriots D. So I think it's going to be a good week for the Pats D here. Uh, despite you know, Las Vegas looking very sound on Monday night against the Saints. Um, see, Scotty Miller, Bucks wide receiver, left off the final injury report. Malcolm Brown will return this week. He's okay. He left late in week two uh, with a pinky injury. Had a quick surgery, apparently, and is fine, so he'll be back. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, as we all know, with the punctured lung by his doctor, incredible, is out. Uh, Darren Waller is questionable for week three against the Pagers after returning to Friday's practice and getting in a limited session. Sounds like he'll be okay. Um, the knee injury, 
So, you know, we'll see if that affects him or if, you know, he'll be on limited snaps. Uh, was an absolute target monster. Uh, play action, you know, all day long to Darren Waller. He just looked his way every single play. And he was open, so, I mean, why not? But maybe we see Brian Edwards a little bit more this week. But then again, he's got to go against Stephon Gilmore. So, you know, like I said, doesn't look good for the Raiders this week. Um, no rugs. Patriots D. Waller's banged up. Offensive line still a little bit banged up. Um, Jerry Judy still game time decision. KJ Hamler, if he is out in your out there in your league, go pick him up right now. Sutton is out for the year. KJ Hamler returned last week after being out week one, and I thought he looked excellent. 5'9", but he plays like he's 6'1", 6'2", the way he gets up. Similar to Steve Smith. I think Steve Smith was 5'10", 5'11". He might have been 5'9", actually, Steve Smith. Got up. Could get up for the ball. Uh, Ran great routes. Deep out, like crisp, sharp. Uh, got up for a ball, showed strong hands, came down with it. You know, it's Jeff Driscoll. He's going to miss him every once in a while. I think he missed him on two balls even in this game. Also, that Denver game supposed to have 20-mile-per-hour wins uh, sustained, which is kind of crazy. So what will the gusts do? You know, maybe the gusts get into the 30s. Who knows? I think you know you got to check the reports there. Uh, I still like Hamler regardless. Again, Sutton out, Judy a game-time decision. So it's going to be a lot of Sutton and a lot of Noah Fant. And, you know, you could still hit a guy in a drag route. You know, Hamler's a guy that they could throw screens to. Uh, last week they gave him a reverse. Um, so he'll still be involved. He should still get six, seven, eight touches, maybe more. So I still like him despite the weather. Um, the opportunity is there with the injuries. And uh, Driscoll's going to focus on him. You know, I think he had six or seven catches last week. Cam Akers out once again. So it'll be Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. Liked what I saw out of Daryl Henderson. Liked him a lot last year. Coming in, didn't really get the opportunity to play much last year. Um, was hurt you know, in training camp um, to start the season. So you know, he played week one, but he barely even played because he was coming back from that hammy. Akers was a guy I wasn't high on. Um, just wasn't too impressed. And I always felt like Henderson could take this job from him. And, you know, Henderson came in last week, went over 100 yards, looked great. Uh, looked, yeah, I can't say he looked great. He looked pretty good. Uh, had a couple nice runs. You know, played smart. Um, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, which Brown, that's not really Brown's specialty, so he has the advantage there. So he's going to play a lot. Um, not a great matchup against Buffalo. But, uh, you know, if you got him or you held on to him and you drafted him, kudos. I think he's going to be a solid player for the rest of the year. Braxton Berrios is questionable for week three against the Colts. Um, Sounds like he should play, but uh, keep an eye on that. 
I noticed Berrios was kind of left on waiver wires, and I kind of agree with that. You know, they just dinked and dunked to him, basically. You know, he caught that touchdown at the end of the game when when Darnold scrambled outside the pocket and threw a great throw, um, his best throw of the game. Otherwise, he didn't really do much at all um, in that game. And Berrios, you know, ran a wheel route, and then he came back, and he was open, and he scored. But besides, the rest of his catches were a bunch of dinks. You know, quick flats, three yard. I think they were like all under five yards. Uh, Darrington Evans will come back this week. So he practiced in full on Friday and um, expected to make his debut behind Derrick Henry as the team's third down back. So, you know, Henry hasn't really been used much in the passing game. So. You know, and he t- he comes off the field a lot on third downs. I'd like to see them get Henry a little more involved with screen passes, maybe some delayed chip block throws. You know, get a little more creative, get the guy in space. You know, to this point, the offensive line really hasn't opened up too much for Henry. So we'll see what Darrington Evans can do. Uh, definitely has a lot of speed coming out of Appalachian State. Um, I wasn't too high on him, but we'll see what he can do. Again, Kenny Dalladay looks like he's coming back this week. Everything it looks to be a go. He told reporters he's not 100%. Um, that's not great to hear, but because, you know, could re-aggravate it, which would suck. I have him cut like three or four leagues, and it's cost me a couple wins not having him because he drafted him so high. You know, he drafted him in the second round. So it's a killer. It's a killer injury. He's easily, you know, he could be a top five receiver this year. Uh, James White is out again. Um, what happened to his parents was, or his father, I think his mom survived the crash, but his father passed away, which is terrible. Um, prayers for him and his family. Um, so Rex Burkhead stepped in and, you know, he played a lot, but Cam didn't really throw to him too much. He could have threw them way more. Um, yeah, he looked okay. Burkhead did his thing a little bit. You know, ran all right. And he'll get a lot more burn. He'll get a lot of burn again this week with the white out. Uh, probably the last week he's out. But you never know. Maybe white opts out after all this. You know, I mean, that's a that's a devastating thing. And in 2020, it's totally understandable. Um, see if there's anything else significant here. I think this is a lot of this stuff is old, older. Uh, Julio Jones did not practice Wednesday, did not practice Thursday, and did not practice Friday. Looks like he's going to be a game time call, but it definitely does not look good um, since he didn't practice at all. But again, he's a veteran. They could just be, you know, resting him um, just to get him ready for Sunday, too. So it's entirely possible. So just pay attention to that. If not, um, you know, they're going to be playing the Bears. The Bears secondary has actually looked pretty good so far. Uh, rookie Jalen Johnson has looked solid. Uh, they still got Fuller. They've been playing pretty tight coverage. Uh, still love Ridley regardless. The route running, he could beat anybody. But may see more double teams uh, without Julio. Um, that could be troublesome. But, he's, you know, obviously Ridley is a beast, uh, one of the best route runners in the league, a craftsman um, with his route running. So 
still like him regardless. Uh, Hayden Hurst gets a bump up. So does Russell Gage. Uh, Russell Gage was working out with Julio and Ridley in the offseason. Seems to be rubbing off. Had a nice, uh, ran a nice slant route for a touchdown last week. Also threw a nice dime to Julio, as we all saw. And Julio dropped it. Justin Jackson uh, is out again for the Chargers. So he was supposed to be the back behind Eckler. You know, week one he was getting some burn. But uh, got hurt. And Kelly came in, looked pretty good. Uh, And Jackson may be Wally Pipped now. We'll see. You know, I still think Jackson can earn a role on this team. Uh, He's still a good running back. And, um, you know, definitely a guy to monitor. Um, If you could... If you could put him on the injury spot or, uh, you know, you got a spot for him. You know, you just you always want to try to get as many running backs as possible. There's so many injuries, so if you could stash him somewhere, or if not, just keep an eye on him. Rob Gronkowski said he signed with the team to block. So, you know, for the first two weeks, Gronk's basically done nothing. So, I mean, I feel pretty confident in dropping him. And There's so many tight ends now. Drew Sample and... Mo Ali Cox. These guys are popping up everywhere, so you can't be waiting on Gronk. Uh, again, Christian Kirk is out. Looks like Matt Milano and Traymon Edmonds, linebackers for the Bills, both back this week for the Bills against the Rams, which is big in a big time game. Big test for Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Uh, Philip Lindsay remains out. Looks like he'll be out at least. Um, well, definitely this week, obviously, but, um, could be a couple more weeks. You know, he has a turf toe, so that definitely lingers. I mean, I think Adams had that. I mean, remember back in the day, Dion had that injury and he was out like forever. And then last, you know, other guys have had it. I'm sure too. I just forget, but I remember Don Devontae Adams had it last year. And, um. He was out for, I forget what it was, four, five, six weeks. Came back and, you know, produced. But so, you know, Lindsey may be out a couple more weeks. A.J. Brown again is out, as we all know. So it's going to be Corey Davis. Um, Duke Johnson is questionable, but he's an afterthought. You know, Duke Johnson, we're waiting on him for three years, still doing nothing. Devontae Adams is probably going to be out this week against the Saints. So it's going to be MVS, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, who has an issue with drops for sure. Uh, And Alan Lazard may see a little more tight end work. Robert Tunyon maybe, a little Jay Sternberger. Like Like the catch I saw from Tunyon last week. Nice catch. A lot of Aaron Jones here. Um, interesting. Here's what Galladay said about his hammy, if you missed it. Definitely feeling a lot better. Wouldn't say it's 100%. I really wouldn't even put a percentage on it. I just know I'm not 100%. I'm going to do everything I can. And hopefully I showed enough in practice this week that I can be out there. Oh, man. So, sounds like he's itching to play. 
I mean, this was two days ago he said this, so Friday, basically, uh, at this point, um, as we're headed into Sunday morning here. Um, so it doesn't sound great. You know, <sighs> wait for reports. If there's anything else that pops up, I mean, at this point, I think you got to throw them in there. Unless you have a really uh, a much better option, you know, like unless you're pretty deep at wide receiver, you know, it's a chance. There's a chance that there's a couple things that can happen with Galladay. One, he could be limited and play a very limited amount of snaps. Um, two, I think if they play him, he's 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 not just going to be out there to be a decoy. I think he's going to be out there to play. So. You don't have to worry about the decoy thing, I don't think. But the other thing that can happen is he could re-aggravate the injury, which would be devastating. So it's almost like I want them to sit him out one more week and let him get healthy so he can come back 100. Because it doesn't sound like he's 100, which is concerning. Very, very concerning. It sucks, actually. So be careful. Like I said, if you have depth, if you have good depth, if you have, you know, like um, if you're pretty stacked at receiver... Um, then maybe you sit him. But I think for most people, you're putting him out there. And hopefully he catches a bomb or a touchdown. Four catches for 40 yards, maybe a touchdown. It's definitely possible. Um, again, Jacobs, Waller, look like they're both going to play. Khalil Mack looks like he's going to play. Debo Samuel is expected to begin practicing next week. He's been on the IR. Um, so it looks like he'll be back pretty soon with his foot injury. Um, looks like uh, Justin Jackson returned to practice Friday. So probably will be out this week. Um, but could be back next week. Browns defensive end Olivier, Olivier Vernon was ruled out for week three against Washington. D Ford out for the Niners. Jack Doyle is questionable for the Jets, but he's going to be playing. So, you know, maybe Mo Ali Cox takes a backseat. I don't think so. I like Mo Ali Cox. I like what I saw from him last week. Made out. Moss, Moss, two guys. Uh, the basketball player from VCU went up, got it, came down. Also ran two deep out routes for like 15, 20 yards. Caught those. Uh, led the Colts in receiving, so keep them there. Uh, as we all know, Kittle is out again, and I think we'll stop it there. It looks like Denzel Ward, cornerback for the Browns. May not play, so great news for Terry McLaurin. And let's see if there's anything else here. I mean, we're going 25 minutes here on injuries. But I just want to get this out of the way. Uh, that's it. Uh, Geno Atkins out again for the Bengals. They need him back. Their run D has been terrible without him. So good news for Miles Sanders. Jeffrey's out one more week, but could be back next week. And with Rager out, they're saying week 10, 
which is, man, I lost a lot of guys last week. Sutton, Rager, Barkley, Shark. You know, I'm in 13 leagues, but I have those guys in a good, a decent amount of each, uh, decent amount of leagues. Zach Moss out again. Ba ba ba, ra ba ra ja. Wait. Oh, hold up. Dalton Keene. We'll end the injury report with this. We get into these games already. Dalton Keene, tight end for the Patriots, is coming back this week. Ryan Izzo has done nothing. Four targets with a 98% snap share. And Devin Asiasi. Nothing. Zilch. Nada. And Dalton Keene is coming back. I like this guy. I like what I saw out of him. Athletic. Can run. He's going to be a weapon for this team. May see some signs this week. May not see some signs. Uh, but I think it's coming. So, if you have a spot, pick him up. If not, be ready to pounce on the waiver wire next week. All right, we'll get into these games coming back. Okay, first game we'll get into is Atlanta at home against the Bears. 2-0 Bears against the 0-2 Falcons. Falcons fair by three. Over-under is 47. In the Dome, no weather to be concerned of. 1 p.m. on Fox. Again, we'll see what happens with Julio Jones. Love Calvin Ridley despite the Bears secondary playing tough. Jalen Johnson, uh, Fuller, been solid. You know, you got Khalil Mack coming off the edge. Bears deals look pretty good. thought they looked pretty good last week against the Giants. Uh, they were all over the receivers. Um, wasn't much for uh, Daniel Jones at all. And I wrote about this in my column. Todd Gurley, it's one of three things. Either he's not 100%, which is obviously likely because we heard about the arthritis in the knee. Uh, He's not giving 100%. Or he's, and and or, he's waiting uh, for later in the year to turn on the Jets. Could be a combination of Two or three of those things. Or all three of those things. But he looks bad. He's going down so easy. He's not breaking any tackles. I don't think he's broke a tackle yet. He's not getting to the outside. He's not even. He can't even stiff arm anybody. It just doesn't look bad. There hasn't been big holes. I mean, there's been a couple decent ones. I mean, I think his longest run of the year has been... Or last week it was eight yards. I don't know what he did in week one. He had 15 carries for 51 yards and a touchdown. Last week he had 60 yards on 20 carries. Wasn't involved in the passing game at all. I thought Ido Smith looked better than him. So I took him in one league because uh, my partner wanted to take him instead of Jonathan Taylor. I wanted Taylor. uh, And I'm, you know, that's probably going to bother me all season long. So I'm trying to trade Gurley, but there's not much uh, bites on him right now. So it's pretty depressing. So you got to hope with Gurley that, you know, he's Frank Gore 
a little more Frank Gore. Uh, maybe he can get double-digit touch, touchdowns. It's, it's, he looks like Frank Gore right now. Uh, Frank, Frank Gore actually looks better than him at this point. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, maybe he's waiting to turn the Jets. That's the best case you can hope for right now. But it's bad. And I don't even like him in this matchup. I mean, you know, he probably took him pretty early. You know, third or fourth round. So, fifth round, whatever it may be the latest. Probably third or fourth, though. Uh, the opportunity looked fresh. But what better opportunity did he have last week? Although the Falcons weren't really inside the five too much last week. So, you know, if he's inside the three, Gurley is still pretty good again in the end zone. Maybe he gets a little more excited when he gets there. So, you know, hopefully... Maybe he gets, uh, he could still be a touchdown machine. I just don't think you're going to see the yards. You know, you're not going to see the catches too much. Hopefully they start throwing to him more. Let's just hold out hope for him. Maybe I'm being too hard on him. He just does not look good running the ball, but touchdowns may come and save him fantasy-wise. Um, Hayden Hurst. They ran a play to him last week. He ran a delay screen. I mean, a delayed route. Uh, chipped off wasn't a screen. Ran a crossing route, was wide open, touchdown. Also had a couple other nice guys, has great speed. And if Julio's out, uh, for some reason I have an itch that Julio's going to play this week. But if Julio's out, even more impressive. But either way, like him, start him. Uh, Ridley. Gage, you know, with Julio in against the Bears, uh, not so sure. But if Julio's out, definitely to roll him out there. Um, I think Ryan may struggle a little bit here in this game. Again, I like the Bears secondary, so... This could be a a 200-yard, one-TD game from Ryan here. Could be. Could definitely get to the 300s. Could throw two touchdowns or have two 200-yard, two three touchdowns also. Um, because the Falcons could be turning over Mitch. Maybe a little Grady Jarrett gets in there. Uh, strip sack Mitch. You know, Falcons get a lot of opportunities. On the other side, I liked what I saw at David Montgomery last week. Last year was terrible with the Bears offensive line basically giving him no blocking. This this year seems to be a little bit better so far, and I like how Montgomery's running. Running strong again. He's always been a strong runner. He always moved the pile. Um, and he made a nice, you know, he looked good catching out of the backfield last week. Had a nice catch, made a nice move, scored a touchdown receiving. So they need to get him more involved there. Uh, Cohen and Patterson are kind of still mixing in, but not doing much, so they're irrelevant. You can't use them anywhere. Um, Jimmy Grant had a good week one. You know, I think he had one or two nice catches again, but you know he's not reliable, too inconsistent. Uh, a Rob had a tough game last week, but this is a game with uh, this is a game that he could you know thrive in for sure. Uh, I actually think I like the Bears almost in this game. With their way their defense is playing, and uh, I think Mitch could do a pretty good job against this Falcons D, who has had trouble um, with Russ and Dak, which is, you know, I think it's Dak had three rushing touchdowns last week. They ran for like 40 or 50 yards, Russ and Dak combined. So Mitch could run for 30, 40 in this game, could get a rushing touchdown, like him, and I think the Bears could win this game. I mean, the Falcons got lucky. That's why they went up last week. The Cowboys fumbled two possessions in a row, and they went for they missed two fake punts. So um, you know, the Falcons got lucky, and they couldn't even sustain the lead. So their defense doesn't look that great. Their pass rush is okay, 
put a little pressure on Dak. You know, Jarrett's a great player. Deion Jones is a good linebacker. Um, but I like the Bears. Um, Anthony Miller had a rough, rough game last week. He could bounce back this week. Uh, Darnell Mooney, this guy has some juice, man. He's fast. Fifth-round pick out of Tulane. I like him. Got to keep an eye on your leagues. Um, and he's good. He's, he's a playmaker for them. Another reason why I think Mitch may have an uptick this year. Um, better offensive line play. Uh, Miller's a year in now. Older. Um, I think this is Miller's third year, actually. Uh, but still, you know, he's a year wiser. And then you got Mooney. Good pick there in the fifth round. Like his speed. Uh, came back to the ball uh, when Mitch was scrambling back. Scored a touchdown last week. So like him. DFS. Nice little play there. He's definitely cheap. On DraftKings. I don't even look at FanDuel because FanDuel is like you can pretty much put anybody in your lineup. DraftKings is is uh, is much better, I think, as far as the salaries and the way uh, your lineups mix. So, like him there. Like Montgomery. You can see Montgomery getting a couple touchdowns in this game. Again, you know, maybe you worry about the Falcons going up and Montgomery's game script. Was, I don't see that. Like, I feel like the Bears' D is going to do a pretty decent job here against Matt Ryan. And like I said, I like the Bears. I'll take the points. Bears are playing pretty good football so far this year. Okay, Rams at Bills. Supposed to be a little windy in Buffalo. That favors the Bills for sure. With uh, Allen's arm, he could throw the ball through a freaking tornado probably. (laughs) Um, 15 to 20 mile an hour. That's not really terrible. I mean, anything over 20, I get a little concerned. 15 to 20 is not too bad. So, I don't think it's going to be a big... Uh, have a big impact. Maybe on some bombs from Goff or some kicks, but again, regardless, um, it favors Joshua Allen. Okay, so Zach Moss is out. It's going to be Devin Singletary, TJ Yeldon. Wouldn't use Yeldon. Singletary definitely in the past game. Um, Yeldon may get the goal line carries. Now, we've seen Yeldon work a little bit in the past game, too, when, um, you know, last year for the Bills. Um, Rams D's look pretty good, so this is going to be a good test for Allen. You know, you got Ramsey. Who's he going to match up on? Is it going to be Diggs? Is it going to be Brown? Probably be a little, maybe a combination of both. We'll see. Um, tough, but, you know, you're still throwing Diggs out there. Maybe you hesitate on Brown a little bit, but you know Josh, John Brown's played good football too. So throw him out there. Maybe Beasley gets a little more work this week, and in, in coming out of the slot um, with the you know with Ramsey kind of doing his thing. Um, no tight end for the Bills to speak of. You know, you're still going with Allen. Still got to be confident in him. Uh, I think his floor is. 
still pretty solid regardless. But this is a tough test for him. I think he, I think he does a good job though, and I think uh, the Bills get it done and they get the win. Although the Rams, the Rams are two and zero. They have played pretty well so far. Uh, Goffs look good. Um, they're playing good football right now, so it's a good, it's a great game. Bills are favored by two, 46 and a half. Darrell Henderson, again, he's going to get a lot of burn this week with K-Makers out. I don't like Malcolm Brown in this game. I would only use Henderson. I would not use Brown. Uh, Henderson's going to be the guy using the pass game. Henderson's the guy that could break the big run. Uh, you know, Brown will probably get the goal line carries, but again, uh, Bill Z's pretty good. I could see them stuffing Brown at the goal line. I think the Rams are actually better off using Henderson. Uh, had a nice run for a touchdown last week, actually, uh, around the goal line. Uh, it was similar to Zeke's run, where Zeke ran that dude over and the guy slid back like three yards. Um, Henderson, not not in that way. He didn't. Henderson didn't run with the power, but Henderson got low, just like Zeke did. Henderson's a good back, so he could be the guy over Brown. It could very well happen this week and for the rest of the season. Um, Robert Woods, Cup, yes, yes. Uh, Higby, yes. Got to like it. And, uh, you know, you're rolling all those guys out. Took them early enough. Higby's been great so far. They use him very creatively, so it's he's kind of matchup proof, uh, especially if he's going to be you know getting the burn over Everett and getting the looks over Everett. You know they use him on a lot of delayed routes, a lot of screens, so he doesn't really have to you know utilize his route running so much. Uh, he gets open in zones. He's a big body, six six. He is so uh, Goff likes to look his way, which is taking away from Cup a little bit. Uh, Cup's time will come, and it may come in this game actually. So be patient with Cup. Uh, very good receiver. Just be patient. It will come. But I like the Bills. Minus two. I think they can win by a field goal. Uh, 46 and a half. Over under. I will take the under. In that game. Washington football team at the Cleveland Browns. Um, again, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds. That's the last weather game. We talked about the Denver weather uh, in the injury report um, with those gusts, 20 mile an hour sustained, but there's no real other weather anywhere else. This is 10 to 15 miles an hour. Again, not too concerning. Um, you know, obviously, you always want to check the report when it says 10 15. Just double check before the game. Make sure it's not in the 2025s. That's rare, though. You know, there has to be some kind of system developing for those kind of wins, especially sustained. Um, but Haskins has not looked good so far. Um, you know, we saw this from last year. He, he'll he make the occasional nice throw, but he's just inconsistent. He's not consistent enough yet. Um, and I'm not sure he's ever going to be a, a thing in the NFL. Just, we'll see. You know, Terry McLaurin, uh, especially with Denzel Ward banged up. Beautiful. Love it. Guy's a beast. Hopefully you got him on your team. Guy just personifies what a receiver should be. Route running, hands, toughness, everything. Perfect. Um, Logan Thomas, or LT3 as they call him. You know, this is like his third or fourth team. He's the guy there. 
but he's not the most talented guy. He may get a lot of looks, but you know he doesn't he doesn't wow me. So maybe tight end premium, you get one and a half, throw him out there. Otherwise, I'm not really uh, an LT three guy. Antonio Gibson, you know he got the majority of the carries last week. Um, Peyton Barber kind of became an afterthought. McKissick didn't play much at all either. I think Barber. Um, Gibson was like in the 60% range as far as playing time. Uh, he's, you know, the guy's a receiver, so he's still trying to figure out uh, how to run the ball here. And he's, you know, he looks good. He's got, he, he looks like a running back, but uh, he's still kind of figuring it out. And this is a tough matchup. The Browns' D is actually, run D has been pretty solid uh, for the first two weeks. They look pretty tough, actually. So I'm not really keen on Gibson this week. You know, unless they're throwing to him a lot of the backfield. But then again, you know, McKissick's going to work in a little bit uh, in the passing game too. So not thrilled with uh, Gibson this week. Steven Sims, you know, not bad. I kind of like his talent. He's he's a little bit of a playmaker. He can go up. He's got some speed. Um, Not a terrible play. But again, you know, and I'm not expecting anything big here. Over-under is 45. Uh, the wins a little bit, you know, Haskins. Browns run D is good. Um, well, Ward's a little bit banged up, so that helps with Sims. But still, I think just McLaurin, and that's it. The only guy you can feel confident with the skins uh, this week. And slightly Sims. Him over Logan Thomas for sure. Um, Browns Mayfield looked good last week. Uh, bounce back game, but still wasn't a wasn't a huge game. But you like the fact that he was able to connect with ODB. Um, that should continue this week. The Skins secondary is not look good. Their pass rush is a beastly, uh, and I'm sure they're going to give Mayfield issues this week. They may bring him down four or five times, cause a couple fumbles. But uh, at the same time, Mayfield should find some open lanes in that secondary, and Beckham's probably going to do a pretty good job uh, against his secondary, so roll him out with confidence. Jarvis Landry as well, uh, especially if Mayfield's forced to throw the ball quickly. Austin Hooper, big year with the Falcons last year. Browns gave him a ton of money. I don't know why. Um, I guess, you know, that's the market dictates that, but there's a, n- a number of guys they probably could have used. You know, Hooper was kind of a product of that system. Uh, not really a, a crazy, uh, talented tight end. So hasn't done much the first two weeks. This week could be the week, though. Uh, again, Mayfield may be able to have to get the ball out quick, so it might be a lot of Hooper, curl routes, stuff like that. Um, Nick Chubb, yes. Kareem Hunt, yes. Two excellent running backs. We saw that. Uh, we saw that, you know, with with Hunt's career, and uh, but it was on this and Chubb's career so far. But it was on display last week uh, against the Bengals, where the two guys both went off and uh, killed it for your fantasy team. So get those guys out there, love it. Game script favors them well against the Skins, so it's a very safe play this week with those two guys. Titans at Vikings. Titans favored on the road here by three. Over under 50 and a half. 50 and a half. That seems high to me. Not sure. 
Not sure why it's 50 and a half. Hmm. Anyway, watched the Vikings game last week, and um, that was a brutal display of passing by the Vikings against that Colts defense, which really is a kind of they play kind of a soft zone. So you'd expect the the Vikings to get uh, you know to work to work the passing game there, and you know Cousins was missing throws. He was throwing at the coverage. Uh, there were two terrible interceptions. Had another interception. Had three in the game, but one of the interceptions came on a bomb for the end of the half. So, throw that out the window. But the other two were terrible. Um, Thielen was was pretty much tightly covered. Irv Smith was tightly covered. So the the Colts zone was kind of tight, but yeah, you figure they could find some juice. You know, O.C. Johnson he was open on a, a deep cross, and Cousins forced it to Thielen the double team. And, you know, Cousins is out of sick. He usually has a game like this or a couple games like this every year. You know, we've seen that from Cousins. He's kind of hot and cold. Uh, and maybe it takes him a little while to figure this, you know, passing game out without digs. They're, they're missing digs. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, they kind of survived last year with no feeling with digs there. Can they survive with no digs now? It may take them a few weeks. Uh, Titans are still a little bit banged up uh, in the secondary. Defense hasn't looked as good as it did last year. Really came on last year. You know, Logan Ryan's gone. They did sign Clowney, but Clowney hasn't done too much. He's getting pressure, but he has, I don't think he has a sack yet this year. Um, but, again, Vikings 0-2. Their pass game did not look good. I liked what I saw out of Dalvin Cook. Obviously, he's a he's excellent running back. Um, didn't have too many holes, but took advantage of him when he did. Had a great run on the goal line. Basically created them all himself for the touchdown. It was an excellent run. Uh, Madison mixed in a little bit. Um, but he's, his playing time dwindled. So Cook uh, is going to be... You know, the, you know, don't have to worry about Madison kicking in. doesn't look like... So get Cook out there. you got to throw Thielen out there, of course. Um, Cousins, no. Even in two quarterback leagues, I don't like it. Uh, Irv Smith, you know, I, I love the guy's talent, but yeah, I don't know. doesn't seem like they're utilizing him the right way. Um, could be, you know, maybe Irv is he's not working as hard as he should be too. You never know. Uh, didn't look too good last week. Was uh, tightly covered. You know, could be good plays by the defense too. Still like the guy's speed. Runs pretty good sharp routes. You know, let, let's let's wait one or two more weeks for Irv maybe before we completely kick him to the can. Justin Jefferson, not a guy I was too high on coming out of the draft. Kind of felt like he was a system guy. You know, was mostly open in zones with LSU. Uh, wasn't really a guy who was going to beat you deep or, or uh, you know, go up and get a ball or, you know, show off crazy speed. So, you know... He's a smart receiver. He's he's you know he's got good hands. They got to try to find ways to utilize him a little bit better too. So like I said, it's going to take a little time for for the the Vikings pass offense here. It looks like, uh, and that's why I like the Titans in this game. Love the way Tannehill is playing. Roll him out there. Corey Davis, AJ Brown's going to be out. Gotta love it. Jonu Smith, gotta love it. Especially what Mal- Mo Ali Cox did last week. Um. That's it, though. Humphreys, you know, had that great had that touchdown, that great throw by Tannehill. 
uh, but not crazy about it. And um, Derrick Henry, you know, I mean, the first two weeks, the guy's getting 400 carries the first two weeks, but he's running for like three, four yards, not breaking any big runs just yet. I watched both games, not a lot of holes, uh, but Henry hasn't really looked totally... I don't know. He doesn't look like he's running with full force yet either. Uh, he may be pacing himself, which which is definitely possible. Um, but teams are also going all out to stop him. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he just doesn't have a touchdown yet. But you're rolling Henry out there. He's a top uh, 10 pick in fantasy this year. So rolling the big dog out there. Or Orc, as I like to call him. And I think the Titans get the W. And I like the under. Raiders at Patriots. New England is minus 6. Over-under is 47. Looks like it's going to be about 70, almost 80 degrees for this game. Up in Foxborough. Cam Newton has been playing excellent. Looks healthy. Not only is he running the ball great. As you've all seen, uh, he's throwing the ball fairly well, too. Uh, actually, really well so far. 400 yards last week in that shootout with Seattle. Excellent game. Uh, Julian Edelman had the most receiving yards he had in a game. Is that what I saw last week? Which is incredible, if you think about it. I think he had like 150 or 160 yards receiving. I guess, you know, usually he's, like, getting 9, 10, 11 catches for, like, 80 yards. Uh, they're using him a little bit more downfield, which is interesting. Uh, Nikhil Harry getting a lot – didn't do much week one, but got a lot of targets last week. A lot of short stuff. Doesn't really look explosive or, you know, anything special, but he's a big body. Uh, Cam seemed to like him last week, so – uh, Got to like it this week against the Raiders, uh, especially if he's going to get six, seven targets. He's definitely the number two option there. Um, James White's going to be out. Burkhead, like I said in the injury report, didn't play a lot, but did, Cam wasn't really looking at him. You know, Cam was dumping off all day to CMC when he had that shoulder injury, but it seems like Cam's tired of dumping off now. Cam wants to go downfield, so he passed up checkdowns to Burkhead all day. Uh, maybe we see a little more Burkhead checkdowns this week. But Burkhead certainly is, if you need running back help this week, definitely a guy who could get you 10, 15 points. Hopefully he gets in the end zone. Um, but I think 10 points, 12 points, which isn't bad. I mean, Miles Gaskin went out there Thursday night put up 14. So if Burkhead could do the same, which he's definitely capable of, solid. Um, Damian Harris is going to come back in a couple weeks. So if you could put him on your IR, put him there. Uh, like, I think he may take the job here. You know, Michelle seems like he's an afterthought. I barely even played last week. Very strange. It seems like they're kind of giving up. Maybe they're waiting for Damian Harris to come in. They're kind of, you know, saying, Sony, okay, you did your thing. It's time for Damian to get a shot. That very well could be the case. Maybe one or two more weeks for for, uh, for Harris with that. I think he had a finger injury, so it's not anything with his legs, which is good. Um, Demir Bird, the third receiver for the Patriots. Eh. And he's got speed, but he's never really uh, done anything 
I don't think he's ever had a 100-yard game in his career. But he is a third receiver there. Again, Asiasi Izzo at tight end haven't done anything. In steps Dalton Keene, the rookie from Virginia Tech. I like this guy. Good speed, athletic, can make you miss in the open field. Strong. Good player. I think the Titans did a good job. I mean, uh, the Patriots did a good job drafting him. And um, he may be a factor. So if you got a spot for him, grab him. Put him on your put him on your team. If not, be ready to pounce. Hopefully he'll have like a three catch for 30-yard game. And kind of go under the radar a little bit. And you can snag him next week uh, if you if you have to wait until next week. But I gotta watch Dalton Keene. Um, the Raiders gotta love the way John Gruden's coaching this team. Just you can see his offense and Carr. You know we saw this last year too, but now this is the second year. Um, their weapons have improved a little bit. Waller's second year, Jacob's second year. They got Edwards. Rugs is gonna be out this game. But, you know, Renfro's second year, uh, second year in the system to get a little more comfortable. They played excellent last week. So, a lot of people are on the Patriots, six. And I think a lot of people are going are gonna to bet on the Patriots in this game. The Raiders could be sneaky. I mean, I, I know the matchup. We talked about it. You know, no rugs. Carr has a bad history against uh, Belichick and this defense. Um, offensive line a little bit banged up. Jacob's a little bit banged up. Um, Edwards is playing, but he's a little bit banged up. So, Waller's a little bit banged up. It could be concerning, but the Raiders could be sneaky here. You know, I, I'm, I would stay away from this game. I, I, you know, I, I would lean Patriots, and it seems like the smart play. I'll just stay away because, you know, Gruden could come with something here. You know, he could come with something. Then again, Cam could go off on his defense, too, and put up like 30, 40 points. That's uh, entirely possible. So, over-under, 47. Uh, I like the over. But uh, on the 6 with New England, I will will pass on that. Um, but as far as the Raiders... You know, Brian Edwards, you got to be concerned because if Ruggs is out, then he's going to see Gilmore most of the day probably. Uh, maybe a little Renfro, Renfro. Waller, if he plays, definitely putting throwing him out there 100%. Um, although Belichick's going to be ready for him. But still, you got to throw him out there. I mean, he's just going to get so many targets. Belichick can't cover all those targets. Jacobs, uh, I could see... Maybe getting in the end zone once or twice. You know? And uh, Carr, you know, I think I'll take a pass. I don't, I really don't know what to expect. I don't even really know about that 47. This game could go under, too. So I'm just going to stay away from this game completely. You know, the only, the only thing I feel good about in this game is Cam Newton, uh, Julian Edelman, and um, that's really about it. It's the only thing I really feel confident in. And Darren Waller, if he's playing, which he should play. 
49ers at Giants looks to be good weather. Again, the Niners are going to be playing for the second week in a row in the Meadowlands after complaining about the turf uh, last week. But Bosa and Most are both getting hurt. Um, Niners are just banged up on defense. So, still a tough matchup for Jones. You know, he's had three tough matchups. Steelers, Bears, Niners, even with the injuries. Uh, No Barkley, no Shepard. Interesting game. Niners getting three, giving three and a half. Over-under is 42 and a half. Giants D's look pretty good too, but we'll start with the Niners. Um, Nick Mullins came in, I think it was the second quarter last week. I kind of like what I saw from this guy two years ago, but he didn't look ready in this game. He came in, he threw passes behind guys. One was for a pick. It was terrible. He did not look good. He didn't look prepared. So... Maybe with a full week of preparation, although he's in New Jersey all week, who the hell knows? I don't know. He didn't look good last week, so I'm not too confident in him. Uh, Debo's still out. Kittle's out. Uh, he's going to be throwing to Jordan Reed, Brandon Ayuk, who's a rookie. You know, promising, but it may take him a year or two to fully get it. Um, Kendrick Bourne. You know, this is these are not big time players. Pettis is not doing anything. Uh, Taylor is not going to do too much. Mostert's out. He's going to have to rely on McKinnon, uh, Jeffrey Wilson, and you know, like I said about Hasty. So, the Niners' offense. I think the only guy you can really feel good about, to me anyway, is Jordan Reed uh, and McKinnon. You know, I kind of like McKinnon. He looked good last week. Ran well. Three carries for seventy-seven yards. Meanwhile. Shanahan keeps throwing Tevin Coleman, his boy out there, 14 carries for 12 yards. Um, I don't know why it takes Shanahan to realize who is so long to realize who his best backs are. Even in in Atlanta, he was throwing Coleman out there over Freeman, uh, and it took a Coleman injury to to basically for Freeman to get the full burn. Freeman was showing that he was the better back, and then the last two years, Mostert was showing. Even three years ago, you can go back on Mostert. Mostert was looking like the best back on his team. But again, Tevin Coleman, even Jeffrey Wilson was playing over Mostert. It was crazy until basically injuries forced his hand last year and Mostert stepped in and you know proved it without a, beyond a doubt that he was the best back on the team. Uh, he's still the best back on the team. McKinnon's the second best back on the team, in my opinion, better than Tevin Coleman. Um, and Coleman's going to be out. So McKinnon has a great opportunity here. Uh, should get a decent amount of touches. Uh, Jeffrey Wilson may steal the goal line carries. Beat reporters from San Francisco are saying Jeffrey Wilson's going to be getting the most carries. Uh, I mean, that to me doesn't make any sense. I mean, McKinnon's your best guy. Uh, give him the rock, you know. But maybe since he's coming back from injury, they're, they're kind of taking it easy on him. That could be the reason, too. So maybe I'm off on this. But, uh, again, Shanahan has a history of utilizing inferior backs he knows how to run the ball for sure his offense is you know he knows how to run he's a master at that but it seems like he he's off on his assessment of his running backs um so i like mckinnon i like jordan reed looked good last week caught a touchdown dove into the end zone down the sideline uh ran a nice little slant round bodied out the defender on his second touchdown um, they're going to use him around the goal line. Could definitely easily score again. 
Uh, four catches, 40 yards, touchdown. Good, solid play this week. Uh, on the Giants side, you know, with Shepard and Barkley out, got to like Slayton, you know, Sherman out as well. Uh, Mosley's not bad, cornerback uh, for, for San Fran, but you know, I like Slayton. Golden Tate should do some work in this game too. I would use him. And then Ingram um, had a rough start. Obviously, he's, his career has gotten off to a rough start. Lots of injuries. Had a rough start last week when he slipped on that pass. Daniel Jones threw an interception. Um, that was Ingram's fault. But then he bounced back, looked good. They seemed to develop a little more of a rapport. And Ingram showed you know, his, his, his speed, his athleticism. So they're going to use him. They got to use him. So I like him in this matchup as well. And I like his prospects going forward. Um, and then as far as the running back situation for the Giants, you know, they signed Devonta Freeman, went back and looked at a couple games, uh, I think week 16 and week 17 last year. And, you know, he didn't do too much. He had like 80, 90 total yards, maybe 80, 70 or 80 total yards, something like that. And he caught four or five balls, but there was no big plays. Um, you know, Freeman was was popping off the first couple of years. But I think he got kind of got worn out a little bit. Has a very uh, aggressive running style. Not the biggest guy, so I think that plays against him. Um, but I do feel like he's still the best back on his team. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. You know, we know Deion Lewis can do that, but Deion Lewis is not the same back he was when he was, you know, when he was doing a, a good job in New England. Um, and for a couple of years there, he was the best back on New England. Um, so I feel like Freeman could take this job. You know, he'll be the goal line guy. Um, you know, they don't seem to like Wayne Gallman. They didn't even use him last week at all. So, you know, you'd think Gallman would get some burn here, but um, it looks like Freeman's going to be the guy. It may take a week. Maybe they'll, they'll favor Lewis a little bit more this week. So I think you, I think you just you just fall back on both Freeman and Lewis and see how it plays out this week. But if you had to use one of the guys, I you know, I guess I would use Freeman because it seems like he'll he'll get the goal line work, and he could still catch balls out of the backfield. And we've seen back step into a system uh, day one, uh, being signed or being traded for and, and produce. And we saw that with Kenyon Drake last year with Arizona. So um, you know, we've seen that with Adrian Peterson. We've seen that with Fournette now. So it's 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 not like you know, it's a big adjustment. For a running back. <clears throat> um, I'm going to take the Giants here. Three and a half. Yes, I think they can win this game outright. So let's get the Giants on the money line. Giants get their first win at home against the Niners. And 42 and a half. I'm going to go with the under as well. Bengals at the Eagles. Bengals getting four over under 47. I like the over in this game. Bengals defense does not look good. Joe Burrow is looked good. The Eagles uh, defense is okay. Um, but I feel like Burrow is going to be able to do what he wants. A lot of weapons. Eagles should be able to move the ball here. Um, even though they're pretty banged up. Uh, 47. I like the over. Uh, I'll roll with it. Not crazy about it, but I like it. Um, Bengals getting four. Interesting. I like the Bengals, I think, too. Both teams all in one. I'm, I'm, excuse me. Both teams all in two. Um, Rager is out. 
Uh, Alshon Jeffrey out another week. Deshaun Jackson. Um, a lot of missed opportunities so far. A lot of air yards. I know people like air yards. I'm not a huge fan of air yards. You know, just because you're throwing bombs to a guy, you know, 50-yard bombs and you're missing doesn't mean, you know, it's like it's, you know, I guess it's it's an indicator, but it's not something you should be relying on, in my opinion. You know, you can't just say air yards. It depends on the player. It depends on the quarterback. It depends on, you know, what's happening in, in the games. So, but, you know, obviously we know with Deshaun Jackson and Wentz, Wentz likes the deep ball. Deshaun Jackson can get deep. They've missed out a couple times so far. So, with Rager out now, no Jeffrey still. Bengals defense seems like a good opportunity. So, this is probably the week you want to use Jackson. And hopefully he hits um, in DFS a little bit too. Um, Ertz, Goddard, no doubt. Both of them roll him. Sanders, yes, all day. Uh, Boston Scott kind of took a back seat last week. Maybe he gets a little more pumped this week. You still would hold him. Very talented player. Again, week one, he had a tough game, but their line was banged up. Um, there wasn't many holes. I thought he played pretty well overall for what for what he could do. He didn't really produce uh, fantasy-wise, but he also got hurt in that game too. I think he came back later on week one, and then Sanders came back week two, had a nice game uh, after that fumble. Um... And then Wentz, yeah, he's looked, he's struggled a little bit so far, but this is a matchup that he can exploit here. So, yeah, I do like this over, actually. I'm going to feel pretty confident here. I'm going to roll with that uh, as a pick. Um, Joe Burrow has looked good, smart, taking what the defense is giving, giving him a lot of underneath stuff. Hasn't really had anything deep yet. Uh, A.J. Green and him haven't really connected. It, Green kind of looks a step slow, a little rusty. I thought he looked better week one than he did last week. Uh, week two against the Browns. Um, you know, he's going to get a lot of opportunities. So I think I think you use him again. Um, <clears throat> Tyler Boyd is probably the most secure and safe receiver out of all of them. It seems like Burrow and him are starting to develop a nice chemistry. And as we've seen so far, Burrow likes that underneath stuff. He likes that, you know, 10 to 15 range. You know, we saw that with Jefferson in college. And that's kind of what Boyd's doing too. Um, <clears throat> Boyd's a good receiver. So, like Boyd a lot. And then T. Higgins got an uptick over John Ross, over Auden Tate, who I'm not sure. I think maybe Auden Tate was inactive uh, in week two. And then Higgins got the burn. So they're giving Higgins a shot here. Uh, the talented rookie out of Clemson. Um, so if he's on your roster, hold him. Be patient. Could definitely pop out this game. little sneaky DFS play there for sure. Uh, Joe Mixon, the first two couple weeks struggled. You know, Again, he's another guy that's look, kind of looked lackluster running the ball. Looked like he doesn't have a lot of energy. Um, you can kind of see that from him. Last year, too. And then he really picked it up towards the end of last year. So he could be pacing himself, too. Uh, I don't know. It seems like these backs kind of pace themselves a little bit. I don't know. I mean, although last year it was like you know, the Bengals sucked all year. So what the hell was he waiting for? I have no idea. But Mixon is going to be fine. They just, you'd like to see them get him a little more involved in the passing game. You know, Gio Bernard was getting a little involved with his uh, 1970s mustache. 
you haven't seen that, take a look. Um, so, like Mixon, like Green, like Boyd, maybe a little T. Higgins. Yes, to Burrow all day. I would start him um, even in one quarterback league. He's looked great so far. Two nice fantasy games. The rushing yards are going to be there, which is a bonus. Wentz, Jackson, Ertz, Goddard, Sanders, and hold out on Scott. I like the over, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bengals. I think Burrow keeps this game close, and just like they got the back door against the Browns last week, I could see another backdoor cover here for the Browns. I mean the the Bengals, sorry. Okay, last one o'clock game: Texans at Steelers. Pittsburgh minus four at home. Good weather here, 83. Also good weather in Philly, by the way, 81. Oh, nice weather uh, along the northeast. Although you could say Pittsburgh is more like the Midwest. Um, about four hours, five hours uh, west of New York. Maybe six hours. Uh, 45 and a half is the over-under. Tough matchup for Watson here. Going um, to be a lot of pressure. Certainly Watson can avoid that pressure, make some plays with his feet, find guys on the run. You know, Daniel Jones threw two touchdowns against the secondary uh, week one, so Watson could definitely have a nice game. You're throwing Watson out there. He's your guy. Um, you know, maybe if there's something else out there, you know, promising that quarterback, you throw him in over Watson. But what do you get there? Just, just keep Watson in there. He, the guy's a beast. We know who he is. He can produce at all levels. Cooks had a nice game last week after a slow week one. Uh, Fuller had a terrible game after a great week one. Um, people said it was a hammy, but uh, looks like it was just cramping. So, Fuller, I thought you were changing your routine, your regimen here. Get some coconut water, bro. You know, you shouldn't be cramping. Um, so, you know, obviously I own Fuller in one league, actually two leagues. Oh, no, one league. I draft him in another league, but I'm not running that team. Um, but the one league I have him is very important. And scared, worried, promising he's healthy. He's a full go, so let's go. He can produce here. Throw the ball up to him. Uh, Cooks looked good last week, which was good for for him and Watson's prospects. Um, Kenny Stills, you know, seems like he's going to be the guy he's always been. A big game here, a dud here, a dud there, a dud here, a dud there. Big game here, very inconsistent. Not really a reliable fantasy producer. Uh, Jordan Atkins looks like he's slowly taking the role from Darren Fells. But again, Darren Fells caught another touchdown last week. 87 touchdowns on four catches for him. That's what he does. Um, And David Johnson, you know. Pretty good week one, but kind of dudded out last week. Not a good matchup here, so let's see what he can do. You know, I passed on him everywhere. I got burned by him two years ago. Uh, I passed on him everywhere last year, and I passed on on him everywhere. This year's not a believer in him. Um, Although he did look good week one, so we'll see. Let's see. Let's see what they can do with him. Um, Just not confident. Um, But I do like Fuller. I would roll him out. I would roll out Cooks and Watson. Uh, Pittsburgh, James Conner, week one, the usual, comes in, hurts his ankle, leaves the game. But then last week had a nice game, broke a 55-yard run, was healthy. Benny Snell, the star of week one waivers, 
pop, pop, pop. Did nothing week two. Uh, my boy, Anthony McFarlane, I'm still waiting on him. I thought he, you know, would get a little burned by now, but not yet. But I still still think his time could come. You know, Connor still has the in- injury history. You know, Connor still hurts his ankle, it seems like, all the time. Um, so we'll see. You know, be patient with McFarlane. Especially if you have him in a dynasty league or a deep league. Um, I think he's still better than Benny Snell, and he could produce. Deontay Johnson has looked good. Juju's looked good. Uh, Claypool has looked good. Um, But he's battling with James Washington. They have four good receivers there. So Ben is a must-start. He's in for a great season. They even have Ebron, but they haven't really totally utilized him yet. Um, Texans have done a good job on tight ends so far, so I'm not. You still got to wait on Ebron, um, Claypool, Washington. You can't really use them because use them either one of them yet because they just you know you don't know where the targets are going to be. Uh, but Johnson, Juju, of course, Ben, yes, Connor, yes. Um, and then you can't go with Ebron as far as this game. <sighs> Pittsburgh minus four. This is a tough one for me. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm probably going to stay away from this game just because I'd probably lean Pittsburgh. But Deshaun Watson's just the type of quarterback that can make plays and and, and do big things. So I'm going to stay away. Um, 45 and a half. I like the over in that game, though. I'll take the over. Panther. Oh, we're into the four o'clocks now. Panthers at Chargers. L.A. Chargers. I was just thinking San Diego. Um, but it is the L.A. Chargers now. Panthers at Chargers. Six and a half. Chargers are favored by, wow, 43 and a half over under. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, as we all know, is out. Justin Herbert came in, looked good, threw the ball downfield. Um, had some rushing yards. Keenan Allen had a great game. Austin Eckler had an uptick after Tyrod wasn't really thrown to him. Herbert kind of made him relevant again, which was good to see. Joshua Kelly, the rookie at UCLA, has looked pretty good through the first two games, although he looked better in the first game than the second game. Uh, had a bunch of carries for, for, I think he was held under three yards per carry last week. Um, so that's interesting to see. Again, pay attention to Justin Jackson. Be patient with him. He could get his job back. He could be Wally Pipped. He could get his job back. could be a three-headed monster as well. Because Jackson still has talent, and they were planning on using him second. So, you know, be patient. It looks like he'll be back next week. Um, Hunter Henry had a nice game with Herbert. Uh, Mike Williams disappeared. After, you know, Tyrod was throwing up to him left and right week one, I was like, all right, well, it looks like Mike's going to be good with Tyrod. And then Herbert, surprisingly, um, didn't really utilize Mike too much. So we'll see if that changes this week. Can't use him because, I mean, I would say I would like to use him against this defense. And I wouldn't blame you if you had to use him or you, you wanted to use him because Mike certainly could catch a couple touchdowns. Herbert could definitely throw it up to him, and this is a good matchup here. Uh, but then again, you never know. The the Chargers could just control this game. Maybe they don't throw as much. Maybe they run the ball a lot. Maybe this is an Anthony Lynn, you know, pound, pound the rock Joshua Kelly type game. Um, and even Austin Eckler getting a, quite a few carries. So I think the running game here... Uh, might pop off a little bit more than the passing game for the Chargers. 
especially with the way their defense looked last week against the Chiefs. Uh, also looked pretty strong against uh, the, the Bengals. Burrow had a decent fantasy game. They did a pretty good job on him overall uh, and the Bengals' offense. <clears throat> um, Bridgewater, you know, he's not playing behind that Saints offensive line anymore. Um, but he still has the weapons. You know, he's got Robbie. He's got DJ Moore. He's doing a pretty good job overall. Um, Samuel will be interesting to see if he'll work into the running game a little bit more this week. There's a lot of talk about that. Um, that's certainly possible. And it's an interesting prospect if he's out there. Uh, maybe snatch him up. I have him in a couple leagues. But um, I, I'm going to use him in one league. I don't feel great about it. DJ Moore, yes. Despite going against Chris Harris and um, Hayward. Still got to use DJ Howard. Uh, DJ Moore. Not not DJ Howard player for the... He's a... Speaking of uh, college basketball, I think he was a forward for the Indiana Hoosiers this year. It's getting late, folks. Hopefully I can pump through here. I got a baseball game championship at 9 a.m. So I've got to get to sleep soon. But I'm going to pump this out here. Um, Chargers 6.5 over under 43.5. Hmm. Ian Thomas hasn't done much yet. Hasn't done anything yet this year. So Panthers, the only guy I really feel comfortable using is DJ Moore. I'm not, I don't really feel good about Mike Davis this week. Especially since Bonifant just got called up. They may use Samuel. It doesn't feel great to me. Unless you're desperate. Um, Chargers. Like Allen. Okay. Henry. Like the running game. Eckler and Kelly. Like that this week. Herbert. I think maybe temper your expectations a little bit this week. Because uh, the matchup's great. But again, it could be a running style game. They could just be a... Uh, you know, the Chargers running the ball 30 times here. So... Um, six and a half, 43 and a half. Staying away from this game, have no opinion on the spread or the over-under. Bucks at Broncos, Bucks minus six, over-under 43. Again, the weather, they're talking about 20 mile an hour sustained winds with gusts that could go even higher. So definitely something to pay attention to. Anything over 20, especially when it's sustained sustained and not gusts, is concerning. So you want to watch out for that. Um, Not good news for Brady or Driscoll. So the over-under is 43. Um, That's tough. I feel like the Bucks could still do pretty good offensively against this Broncos D, which is you know banged up. They lost AJ Boye. Uh, obviously, Von Miller's been hurt. Um, I just don't know how much the Broncos are going to do in offense. I would take the Bucks though minus six. I like that. Um, I would roll Brady still. I'd roll Mike Evans, Godwin, um, OJ Howard, and Gronk can't do it. Ronald Jones and Fournette. What do you do with that situation? Did Fournette fully take the job last week after Rojo fumbled? 
Ojo had that nice touchdown run where he stiff-armed the guy I ran in. Uh, but Fournette kind of kind of took over a little bit after that fumble, had that big run towards the end of the game. Will we still see a kind of a 50-50 split? I think you can use both guys in this game. The game, sp- the game script uh, dictates well for the Bucks uh, in this matchup, especially with the wins. Um, that helps the running game for the Broncos too. That could be built more into the game plan. So Fournette and Rojo, I think you feel okay with them, using them both as your flex. Um, on the other side with the Broncos, you can't use Jeff Driscoll, even a two-quarterback lead, especially with these wins against this Buck defense. Don't even think about it. No. Um, Judy's a game-time decision. I'm not using Melvin Gordon um, if I if I can avoid it. I don't like this matchup. You know, they might be ha- having to pass a lot, um, which will take kind of Gordon's carries away. Uh, maybe he catches four or five balls, but you're not ask, looking for anything great. The one guy I like in this game, especially, well, if Judy plays, I'm going to, I'll roll with Judy. Okay, that's fine. But if Judy's out, or two guys I like. If Judy plays, I'll take Judy, and then I'll take Fan, and I'll take Hamler. But I want to talk about Hamler because I love what I saw out of him last week, and we talked about him a little bit in the injury report. Five nine, I think that was Steve Smith's height. Gets up like Smith, has speed like Smith, uh, runs nice, crisp routes. Liked what I saw from him. If he's out in your league, go grab him. Uh, so I would use him. I would use Fan. Of course, Fan has been great um, with Sutton out. And if Judy's out, it's going to be the Fan and Hamler show for sure. So those are the two guys I would feel confident about with Judy, of course, if he plays. Uh, but he's a game-time decision. And then again, the over-under, I have no idea really. Probably lean under because of the weather, but it could sneak over. It's still pretty low. I feel like the Bucks could put up like 30 in this game. Um, but I, I like the Bucks minus six. That's a good pick. Okay, four more games. And then we are done for week three podcast with your host, Steve D'Angelo, fantasysavvy.com, fantasy savvy on Twitter. Lions at Cardinals. Arizona is five and a half favorite at home. No weather worries in the dome at home. 55 and a half is the over under. Damn. Cardinals look to feast on this Lions defense. So this should be the week Kenyon Drake gets off. Um, You know, Chase Edwards has worked in, but hasn't been a true threat to Drake yet. Kind of. Kind of, you know, use more as like a scat type uh, player on uh, coming out of the backfield, getting a few carries here and there. But Drake is still the main guy. No worries there. And the Lions have been torched on the ground. So this is the game Drake should go off. Uh, if you're a Drake owner, this should be the week. So get him in there. DFS, get him in there. Good play this week. Um, Christian Kirk is out. That's good news for Larry Fitzgerald, especially in this game. And then... Uh, one of my favorite, one of my guys that I liked last year, rookies, Andy Isabella. Anytime he's played, he's looked great. Great speed, good route runner, strong guy. You know the guy works his balls off. Uh, 
he's going to be open. So hopefully they utilize him a lot. Kingsbury said that you know he wanted to get find ways to use him more. Uh, I think he had another 40, 50 yards last week on two catches. And then Hopkins is going to go off all day too. So, you know, this is just a good matchup for the line, the Cardinals here. Um, Murray's a great running all over defenses. 55 and a half over under. A lot of points, boy. On the flip side... Stafford has played well, gets his man back this week. Again, we talked about it. Is Galladay going to be 100%? No, he even said it himself. Um, is he 90%? He didn't give us an indication. He said he was doing his best, and hopefully he did enough to get back on the field. So we'll see what happens Sunday. He could still be out. It looks like he's going to play, but he could still be out. And if he does play, he could re-aggravate the injury. He could be limited snaps. But I think if he does play... He's going he's gonna to try to ball out. So even if he gets hurt, re-aggravates his injury, which would suck because it could put him out another two, three weeks again. Um, maybe in this game he catches four or five balls for 60 yards on his touchdowns before he does. So I think if he's playing, feel confident. You drafted him in the second round. You kept him on your team from last year. Put him out there in a great matchup with a game that's 55 and a half. Um, over under. We saw McLaurin do a good job on Peterson last week. Certainly Galladay could beat anybody in the league. He's just that type of receiver that can go up and get it and come down with it. Do is catching bombs from uh, Driscoll and David Blau. Bling Blau. You no know, skateboard P last week. Uh, last year, sorry. So he should be fine. Uh, DeAndre Swift caught a lot of balls last week. Again, this is a good matchup for him. You know, he's kind of taking on that Theo Riddick role. Could catch seven, eight balls this week. So he's a good start. Little DFS, DFS sneak. Hopefully he gets into the end zone. Peterson kind of took a little bit of a step back. Carry on. Played one more snap than Swift. So he'll be involved. Uh, I would avoid carry on and Peterson. They look like they're going to kind of battle for for goal line snaps and uh, the short carries. Uh, Swift's the guy I would use out of the backfield and feel pretty good about it, especially since they're going to have to throw a lot. Marvin Jones. TJ Hawkinson even. Uh, Hawkinson. Um, so, yeah. Get all get all those guys in the game. Uh, I could see I could see the Lions doing a backdoor cover here. I think Zona wins the game, goes to three and zero. Unfortunately, the Lions could win this game though. Stafford could pull something out of his, you know what, out of his yeah. Um, and Stafford is kind of infamous for those late, you know, game comebacks. So that's why I kind of would lean the Lions. I'm not really confident about that. The 55 and a half, um, I like that. I would take the over. It's high. Certainly 55 and a half is a big number. Uh, but again, I can see the Cardinals putting up 30. I can see the, the, the Lions putting up 27. 31 27 34 27 34 30 something like that so i'll pass on the five and a half and i'll take the cardinals lions over 55 and a half game of the week would you say cowboys at seahawks 425 sunday on fox which gus johnson could do this game it's gonna be aikman and uh joe buck though probably 
Um, 66 degrees in Seattle. <coughs> Will not be raining. Looks like the sun's out. 57 is the over-under. That will make the highest over-under of the week. Seattle is minus 5. Hmm. Cowboys with some injuries. Um, so that doesn't help against the Seahawks. The Woozies out. Uh, offensive line troubles. Dallas looked good offensively last week. You know, after that rough start, got a lot of weapons. CeeDee Lamb balled out, 100-yard game. They used him creatively. Looked good, went up and caught a pass. Showed his showed his ups. Had that deep cross, 30-yard pass. Um, caught a swing pass. Took a carry on a... On an inside handoff, which was kind of worked off that swing pass. So get him in this game all day long. He looks like he's going to be a nice, nice, uh, he's in for a nice rookie season. Cooper, of course. Even Gallup, who's had a slow start to the year, had a big time catch. Dak threw it up to him. He caught it. They got that touchdown to go down two. Um, 30 yard catch for Gallup there. Had a slow start, but again, patient with him. I think his time will come. But there was a lot of talk that he would be the number one guy this week. I didn't kind of understand that. A lot of disrespect for Amari Cooper. I mean, Amari Cooper was sitting there in the fourth round, fifth round sometimes. People were not taking him because it was the, all about Gallup and C.D. Lamb. You know, they, they were going after those sexy new toys, forgetting about Amari Cooper. And, uh, you know, if you saw that catch last week, Dak overthrew that ball slightly, and Cooper made a great catch. So Cooper's still the main guy, but C.D. Lamb's here to stay. Gallup should, he'll probably be inconsistent, but uh, this is the type of game you got to get him going. And people may be off him in DFS, so roll him out. Uh, Dalton Schultz, I thought, looked good stepping in for Jarwin. And the, it's not like the Cowboys, I mean, he led the team in targets with 10. It's not like the Cowboys uh, weren't trying to use him. They were using him in, in creative ways, you know, delayed routes, uh, screens. Um, had a great touchdown catch. Dak threw a nice pass, and Dalton caught it. Full extension with his hands, his arms and his hands. Caught the ball in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. He looked good. Got to get him in this game. Zeke, of course. Um, and then it stops there. You know, Tony Pollard, you'd love to see him get a little more involved, but it doesn't look like that's happening just yet. But he's a must-own if you're a Zeke owner, even if, you know, he shouldn't be on many wave wires just because if Zeke goes down, he's going to be a big time back. And you never know; he may develop a little bit more of a role. But there's so many guys now with the with the pass with the receivers; it's going to be tough for Pollard to get in there. And Zeke's just so reliable, so it's tough. Um, and then the Seahawks, you know, Russell Wilson's deep balls—I don't know—it's turning into like one of the best I've ever seen. The, the accuracy on it is just incredible. He just just throws it up; the touch is just perfect. And we saw it again last week with David Moore. Perfect throw. Touchdown. Um, DK Metcalf bodying out Stephen Gilmore for a touchdown. He's he's gotten so much better from week one last year. Really working on his game. He's awesome. Tyler Lockett looks good. Uh, the tight end situation, you know, Disley um, and Olsen. 
and even the other guy, oh my God, I'm shocked. I can't remember the other guy's name, but you know, he, they're kind of mixing all three of those guys. And so you can't really rely on any one of them right now. You know, historically, Wilson likes the tight end, but they have three guys that kind of mix it in. So it's tough. It's tough to gauge right now. Carson's look pretty good. Um, out of the backfield, they really haven't used anybody else too much yet. Carlos Hyde really hasn't done anything. I thought DJ Dallas was going to be a factor. The rookie from Miami, I stacked him in a lot of leagues. Dynasty, I mean, I got him in my Dynasty League. Best ball, but not yet. His time may come. I like his talent. Another guy to uh, you know have on your watch list. Or if you could, you know, you have a deep roster, you know, put him in there. Or Dynasty, if he's out there somehow, grab him. Uh, talented guy. And then also Rashad Penny's coming back too. So, you know, I think he'll be back week six or week seven. So he's another guy to watch out for. Um, again, you know, Carson's the guy. He's legit. Carson's a good player. You know, he's even going out for a wheel pass last week. So, um, but he has a history of injuries. So, you know, DJ Dallas, Penny, this offense, these are guys you need to be watching. Uh, they could easily surpass Carlos Hyde, uh, who we saw has, you know, he's, he's just another guy at this point. You know, he started with a lot of promise when he first started with the Niners and he got hurt. And he just kind of dwindled out from there. I thought he was going to be a lot better than he ended up being. Um, Seattle minus five at home, 57. I mean, I think most people may take the points with the boys here. But with the injuries, whew, man, this is a tough one. Yeah, I, I can't I can't, I can't, can't uh, go either way with this one. I feel like Dallas could outright win this game. I feel like Seattle's going to win. But I feel like, you know, Dallas could win. Could definitely cover the spread. Could be a field goal game, last-second field goal. I think, if anything, maybe you take the Cowboys with the points, but I'll stay away. Um, although I may take the Cowboys. We'll see. And the over-under is 57. Give me the overall day on that. I could see 80 points scored in this puppy. Yep. This pup. Good 80 maybe, good 70s. I like the over. Give it to me. Just, just two great quarterbacks, two great offenses. How could you, how could you not bang the? How, if you take the under in this game, you're crazy. I mean, if you take the under in this game and you win, then you're you know what the hell you're doing. I just don't see that. I don't see how you can take the over under. I mean, just this this game is just too shiny. It's like a shiny rock on the top of a mountain for the over. So. This is going to be a hell of a game to watch. Probably the game of the week. And uh, like I said, get them all in there. Get all these guys pumping. And uh, like the over. Okay, two games left. Week three, fantasysavvy.com, fantasy savvy on Twitter. Give me a follow. Check out the article I put out. Uh fantasysavvy.com. Ooh, stars come back to beat the lightning in two overtimes. Tampa Bay's up three two. The Lakers advanced earlier today. Um Boston, Miami tomorrow. Game six will be a good one. Although it sucks because football's on. But uh, still must-watch, in my opinion. The NBA bubble has been great, despite what you think about all the politics and uh, messages. 
I don't even care. I just love the athletes. I love the sports. Great competition. That's what I'm here for, even with football. Uh, Packers at Saints, Sunday Night Football. Saints, minus three, over under 53. Drew Brees went back, and I looked at every single throw he had last week. He missed like four or five balls that he really doesn't usually miss. And uh, the one interception was bad. Pressure came in, and he kind of just threw it up. Uh, he missed the pass to Cook. He missed a couple other passes. You know, the, the biggest issue I see with Breeze is just a lot of dinking and dunking, a lot of just taking underneath stuff. He's not really trying to get the ball downfield. Um, it almost looked like Oakland was kind of giving him that in a way and kind of taking away the deep stuff. Um, not Oakland, Las Vegas, I'm sorry. Um... But I don't know, man. I have him in one league, the same league where I have Todd Gurley. That uh, I, uh, uh, I want. I should have took Josh Allen. We should have took Josh Allen, who I love. Wanted the Jets to take him. Have been a lot of leagues. We should have took John Taylor, and our team would be looking completely different right now. We'd probably be one or one or two and zero at this point. Um, but anyway. Oh, man, the Packers, you know, week one, Cousins kind of went off on them a little bit. Cousins didn't look great last week, so maybe that's promising for Breeze. You know, Stafford had a decent game last week without Galladay. Um, You know, and Breeze is gonna Breeze and and Payne's gonna do his thing with his play calling, a lot of dump offs, a lot of creative plays to Kamara and Taysom Hill, and you know I like what I saw out of Traquan Smith last week. He looked good. I think you roll him in this game. Uh, if you picked him up this week and you need to use him, that's fine. Uh, Jared Cook, I would use. He scored again last week. You know he was open a couple times. Breeze missed him. Uh, he's gonna be one of the main targets for Breeze. But again, he's getting up there, and there was a big Cook guy, but. You know, he's coming up a little bit towards the end of last year with Breeze and scored again last week, so that's fine with Thomas out. Uh, Deontay Harris, you know, quick dude, small. He's not going to really make a big impact. Again, Breeze, I don't know if Breeze can even hit him deep. Maybe they should get creative and try to try to do a flea flicker or something, get Harris deep. Um, Taysom Hill a little bit more involved this week. We'll see. Uh, Kamara, yes, obviously. He's going to be catching a ton of balls with Breeze, Dinkin, and Duncan. Latavius Murray, he can't use. And then on the other side, you know, Rodgers has been lights out the first two weeks. Um, granted, the matchups haven't been too tough. The Vikings defense doesn't look like what it used to be. No Daniel Hunter for, you know, the first two weeks so far. Uh, the Lions defense is terrible. But, you know, Rodgers looks like he's on a mission. He kind of looks like he got pissed at the organization for for taking Jordan Love and, you know, not taking a receiver uh, for him in the draft. It's just like, all right, you want to, you want to, you want to try to replace me or, or you know, play me out? Uh, I'm going to show you what I can do. And he's balled out the first two weeks. A little bit tougher matchup here. Over-under in this game is 53. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. I could definitely see the under in this game. Um, but, you know, again, the Raiders 
passed all over them last week and ran. You know, Jacobs had a pretty good game, and they they could did a good job passing. So this game could go over. Um, Devontae is going to be out though. I mean, Scantling, uh, Lazard, Robert Tanyan, Jay Sternberger, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is playing. Did you see that catch he had last week? That was ridiculous. He's playing awesome. So it's a tough game to call, though. Roll Rogers, obviously. I guess you roll Scantling and Lazard because the only two guys. I mean, I don't feel comfortable using those guys. I think Adams being out is going to hurt them a lot. I mean, Adams is. He's one of the best receivers in the league. Guy gets open all day long. So it's going to be a lot of Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams are probably working a little bit more than usual. Maybe the tight ends will work a little bit more. So if you're talking about DFS showdown, you know, Robert Tanyan is probably going to be a good pick. Um, maybe Jay Sternberg are probably ultra cheap. I kind of feel better about those guys than I do about Alan Lazard. But I could be wrong about that. Um, and then for the Saints, you know, Breeze is going to just take the underneath stuff. It's going to be Cook. It's going to be Traquan, Sanders. I mean, those guys, Traquan can go deep, but, you know, Harris can go deep, but he's not really going to hit that. Sanders hasn't done anything. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't like this over. I don't like this total. 53, I think this game's going to go under. And this game can go either way. It sucks because it's a Sunday night game. You like to get a little, you know, feel for this game, but it's tough. I don't, I don't, I don't, it's, I have a tough time picking this one. You'd like to take the Saints at home, especially in week three. But I could see the Packers pulling this one out. So I'll pass on that, and I would, maybe I'll take the under. All right, let's go with the under 53. Okay, last game of the week, Monday Night Football, and this is actually the game of the week. I mean, Seattle Cowboys is great, but there's no way it's a better game than Chiefs-Ravens. I mean, the two best, two of the most exciting quarterbacks in the league, although Josh Allen's kind of vetting for that. Um, Chiefs at Ravens, Monday Night Football, Baltimore is giving... Three and a half. Interesting. Very interesting. Let me see if this line has moved at all. <clears throat> On pregame.com. Um, nope. Still at three and a half. Opened at two and a half. Moved to Ravens three and a half. The over-under opened at 52 and moved to 54 and a half. I mean, where do we start in this game? Um, Lamar Jackson is getting better. Marquise Brown is getting better. He's getting open. Had a nice week one. Had a great week one last year. Kind of slowed down week two again like he did last year. But I like what I saw a lot. I like what I saw in week one. He's going to be getting open a lot. Um, Mark Andrews, still the reliable target. 
legit. Made a great catch week one. Slowed down, let, you know, two touchdowns week one. Didn't do anything last week. That's fine. Uh, Chargers defense. I'm not Chargers defense. Um, that's fine. The Ravens, um, that was just kind of a a blah game for them last week against the Texans, which they pretty much controlled it the whole game. Um, Ingram, interesting, took a backseat to Dobbins kind of in week one and kind of uptick a little bit last week, had the touchdown. Uh, Gus Edwards was working in, but again, they had the lead, so that was probably why Gus Edwards was working in a little bit more than usual. Uh, like Ingram, like Dobbins in this game, Andrews, Marquise Brown, you know, when is Miles Boykin going to pop? You know, I thought Boykin was going to be better than he was so far, you know, what he has been so far. Um, you know, Jackson likes to work the middle of the field a lot. You know, he doesn't really throw on the boundaries too much, and that's kind of where Boykin does a lot of his damage. He's kind of like a, you know, Gallup type where he, if you throw it up to him, he'll go up and get it. Um, but I'd like to see them use Boykin a little bit across the middle of the field. He's a big target, 6'3", strong. Um, you know, but maybe Boykin is just a little raw at this point. Maybe he needs to work on his route running a little bit more. So, you know, Dynasty League guy for the most part, pretty much every league that I'm in, uh, even a 16-team league, he's out there. So he's a guy to monitor, you know, especially if defenses try to start to take away the middle of the field uh, and take away Edwards and Brown a little bit more. Uh, and maybe Boykin, uh, you know, kind of steps up and grows a little bit as the season goes on. So it got to be patient with. Uh, Dobbins is, looks like he's going to take over for Ingram, but not just yet. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, and then the other side of the ball, Sammy Watkins is full practice Saturday. Reed still says he has a little bit of a neck issue, but it looks like he's going to play. Again, I liked what I saw from Watkins last year in the playoffs. It continued to week one. He was banged up last week, so we'll give him a pass on that. This isn't a good matchup, though. Marlon Humphrey's been playing great. The Ravens' Ds look great. They look like they're going to be a problem all year. Uh, we saw the Chiefs struggle a little bit last week with the Chargers' defense. So this game could be more of a defensive battle. Um, 54 and a half could definitely go over. You know, it's a, it's a tough game uh, to pick. CEH, not a good matchup for him, but he should be involved in the passing game. Again, Darwin Thompson and Darrell Williams aren't threats to him. So, obviously, you're throwing him out there. Of course, he was a top five pick or top ten pick, depending how early he drafted. Um, or second round if you drafted real early. <clears throat> but either way, you're throwing him out there. Kelsey, of course. Tyreek Hill, of course. Watkins, I would throw him out there if you have him. And, and um, you know, you're not too deep at receiver. Then I would roll with him. But then again, he may be a game-time decision, right? So, you probably, you probably have to go with something else unless you have to use him. But if he does play, you know, he could definitely have a sneaky good game here. I mean, Watkins is more than capable. Uh, I think the line's good. I don't know if three and a half, the three and a half may be a little bit, the hook may be a little bit too much. But I think the Ravens have an advantage here because of their defense. 
This is a this is a tough game to pick. I'm trying to think about this right now. I don't I don't know what to do. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm gonna pass on this for now. It's too late. I can't I can't make a prediction on this game right now. I need to put this out Monday night. I'll put it on the Twitter Monday night maybe. We'll see. All I know it's gonna be a hell of a game. Monday night's gonna be awesome. Chiefs Ravens three and a half. 82 degrees. Looks like going to be good weather uh, in Baltimore Monday. Yeah, it's supposed to be hot Monday, actually, here in the East Coast. 54 and a half. Get all the guys going. You know, this, these two teams are star-studded for sure. So we'll, we'll put it out Monday. So, everybody, thanks for listening. Fantasy Savvy. Week 3 edition. We'll be back next Saturday with more. Again, check out FantasySavvy.com. Follow me on Twitter at FantasySavvy. Everybody have a blessed Sunday, a great Sunday. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the Boston Heat game. And thank God sports is back. God bless.
luxury beats.